Hi guys, today Paul Perez and I of the Improve and Have Fun podcast discuss UFOs, aliens, and other similar topics. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reseller Niche Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Paul. How's it going, Paul? Mo, uh, once again, we're back on a Tuesday, and it's great to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me again. I, I've been, since last week, I've been uh, sleeping outside your door, waiting for you to invite me back in so we can record <laughs> another podcast. And now you let me back in, so I appreciate uh, that. Like, I'm I broadcasting pre- from Mo's basement, just for everyone knows. You know, it's very sunny, as you can see. You know, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much. How are you doing? And then before we get started, because we have an interesting and fun topic, I think, um, let everyone know where they can find you um, and all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Paul V. Perez, and the name of the podcast is Improve and Have Fun. And uh, you can find me at improveandhavefun.com, where I document my life and interests. And uh, I hope to encourage you to do the same. And like I do that by, well, let me just switch that back up. I improve myself, have fun along the way, and uh, I hope to inspire you to do the same because life is short and you should do things that you enjoy doing and not things that suck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. And today's topic, I, I left it at UFOs, but it's a lot more than that. I it's mean, wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Pandora's box of things. Yes. That- it's the unknown. It's the everything that we don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, let's, how about we start by talking about before you even did any research, I always kind of like to start thinking about how you thought about what's your, the first thing when somebody says UFOs or aliens or extraterrestrials, what do you think of and what what goes through your, went through your head before you even started, uh, this, uh, little podcast we're about to do. Well, well, uh, I think, and you tell me if you disagree, but I think um, a kinship that we have is we kind of have like, we can have kind of big imaginations and sometimes, especially with movies, like we just like, what my gosh, this is so crazy kind of thing. So as a kid, you know, definitely enjoyed sci-fi movies and like always the question of uh, how can, there definitely has to be more than just us in the universe, you know? And uh I think I think that it's been a passing interest. It's been in my life on and off, um, but yeah, like to think that we're alone, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, this galaxy is too big, and honestly, we've uh, what like I said, I've learned so much and like and all the content. And once again, Mo, big up to you because uh, you know I've sent you so much to kind of go through for homework, and it, you know neither of us kind of went through it. <laughs> Uh, you know, all of it because there was so much of it. You know what I mean? I did a bad job this time, but we'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I watched everything and I, I listened to everything in the past, but I wanted to do it again just so that you know I can have notes. But even it was too much for me. But then again, we're bad students. We do our homework on Sunday nights, but it's doing Monday. You know, that's us. You know, but uh, yeah, like it. I'm, you know, we've only been doing space travel to some extent, and I'm talking about just going to the moon and going and putting up satellites and stuff, maybe for like 50, 60 years, it hasn't been a long time. So to think that, I mean, and you know, with our technology that we do have, we've discovered so many different things on different planets and like the history of the universe. And, but to think that there isn't something else out there, I'm talking about even within our own solar system, that there's not some form of life out there. Uh, I think it's crazy. It, it, it just, it's crazy. And then with all the UFO sightings and things that we've had and and like we're going to discuss in this podcast, like all the disclosure, that that's going to be a big word in this podcast, the disclosure by the government yeah. talking about, you know, that, yeah, we have been investigating UFOs and, yeah, they've been here. And this is like, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this happened uh, within the last like uh, decade. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into that today, Mo, definitely. And Mo, nice. I'll throw the question back to you, Mo. Like, uh, is this UFO like UFOs like a, kind of a passing interest? Or what is what are some word associations that come to mind when 
people mention UFOs to you? Well, I think of, I guess, not that I am one. The word that would come to mind would be skeptic. Like, you know, like with anything that you would, and I'm not saying that this is a conspiracy theory, but it falls into that realm for a lot of people. So what I would say for me is, what are we really talking about? That's what I would think. It's so ambiguous. There's been so much, I think, cover up. There's been so much, you know, basically what we get, all the info we had other than, you know, before the internet, especially was for movies, radio shows, magazines. Like I always think of everything I do is related to TVs and movies. So I always think of Back to the Future. He run like uh, Michael J. Fox's character, Marty McFly goes into that barn. He comes out in this big like uh, beekeeper suit, almost like the, the radiation suit. And then the kid runs out there with this comic book and it says something like, you know, aliens from outer space. And he looks just like that. So that's kind of what, and I mean, going, I'm, I'm jumping forward into the podcast now that we listen to, but I mean, I guess we were fed that on purpose, that kind of, you know, they said that authors and directors and producers were told to kind of, um, not dumb down, but kind of, um, add a little smirk, I think they said, to um, editorials, anytime someone talked about UFOs or aliens or anything like that, kind of make it look like it's kind of like, uh, it's not real, basically. So what I would say, the word that would come to mind is skeptic, skepticisms. Hey, Mike, how's it going? And I'm, I don't think Mike's a skeptic, but um, I, I th I'm not a skeptic. But I would say that I, the majority of people would kind of pass over this topic and say, ah, that's something for the Inquirer, you know, for, you know, the world news or whatever they call, you know, that type of newspaper. So what about you? Have you ever been a skeptic? Would you ever say you were a skeptic at one point in terms of not that we're hugely knowledgeable on the subject, but, you know. No, no, I, I for. for... You know, I think when I started to get like into my maybe my teens and th things like that, like I never, like I said, I've never been a skeptic of like UFO stuff. I just, it's just too hard to think. And movies went ahead and I like, kind of put the seed in our minds. You know what I'm saying? Where like uh, my brother was my old, like I said, my old, I've said many times, my older brother is my biggest influence in my life for a lot of the interests that I have, uh, you know, as a kid. And he was a big Star Trek fan, a big Star Wars fan. And just to kind of think like uh, it's it will be exciting to go ahead and like know that there's other life out there. Also, when I was a kid, E.T. was huge. Close oh. Encounters of the Third Kind, you know, uh, like all these movies, especially when I was a kid. So all the programming was already there. And as I got older and uh, I would kind of run into conspiracy theorists uh, that would go see movies and they were like and they would tell me things like this is a lot of predictive programming that a lot of this stuff uh could possibly be happening but hollywood you know we go into the whole conspiracy realm of like you know like those powers that be whoever those people are i kind of have to tell you in advance before they kind of do it you know what i'm saying yeah. a lot of these movies uh you know like the arrival with charlie sheen and i mean there's so many to list off but like yeah. i said it's a lot of predictive programming definitely you know oh yeah 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 even when it kind of Let's say a movie that was kind of more based on, like, I think it was called Fire in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, I guess the movie was in the 80s, but it was set in the 70s, I think. Um, I've Travis, heard of it. Travis something other. I, I don't know what his I just remember the name Travis. Anyway, long story short, he was, uh, in his opinion, uh, they're part of the conspiracy. There you go. Um, he was abducted, and he had what they, what do they call that when there's, uh, I guess, a missing part of your timeline? A time displacement. That, and time actually, displacement. they talked about that in the podcast that I like. That, that we yes. were, you know, time displacement. Yeah, like, yep. That's a real so thing. He's kind of. displaced for, I think, days. Or, and then he comes back and it's like the same day or something like that. So, anyways, if you guys have seen, oh, Travis Walton, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, I've read a little bit up on that. And that's, I mean, based on what he says, based on what, the all the reports are on that that seems so real like it seemed like it yes that could have easily happened i mean 
with that type of thing with kind of, I know we're going off, we're kind of, I'm not even sure how we're going to uh, organize this. Uh, no, well, we're all over the place. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, talk about alien abductions. Yeah, talk about what comes to mind, definitely. Alien abductions. When someone says, you know, they're abducted by aliens, I mean, um, Travis Walton, would that would be a case that I would believe the guy because he seemed like he would be a skeptic before. Like the day before that happened, he would have been the type of person to say no. That never would have happened. But then after the fact, just the facts of the story, I'm not sure how much you know about that, but it seemed like um, he had a lot of backing. Uh, I mean, his story stood up from some of the other ones I've heard. So what would you, when you think of alien abductions, what's the first thing, do you, would you say you're more of a skeptic when people talk about that type of thing or um, how, how, what's your mindset with that? All right. So uh, before we go ahead and uh, I give my answer, I, the, the research that Mo and I have done, besides kind of just like whatever we've consumed throughout our lives, you no, know, TV true. and <laughs> documentaries, you know, I like, but the research that I like these podcasts I listened to and then I sent it to him and I, so we can kind of go through it together. Cause like I said, it just blew my mind, you know? So uh, first it was James Altucher's recent interview with Avi Loeb, where he, is publishing a book regarding uh, like a UFO that was uh, within our vicinity. Um, and like it, it was wild the way it was shaped and everything, but he kind of goes into that. Another uh, podcast was on the Chris Jericho. Yes, the wrestler Chris Jericho. He interviewed Orion Spr Sprague, and he is uh, like he's a host of a CW show that talks about UFOs. Uh, also, a recent Coast to Coast AM um, episode where, where it's more of a clip where. Uh, it's Stephen Bassett that's interviewed by George Norrie, and he talks about once again like disclosure and and uh, how the government within the last like few Very years recent, has been yeah. Had, yeah have been just disclosing all this. Oh yeah, uh, UFOs are real and it's a real thing, and and you know it's kind of like mind blown. Like now the government is actually admitting that UFOs are a real thing. And finally, I think, uh, and this is the one that I, you know, it's crazy. Like, if you have not seen this documentary, please do check it out. It's a Dr. Stephen Greer's uh, documentary called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And that's on Amazon Prime. And this one is just blows my mind. Now, to segue into what you asked me, Mo, um, he, uh, one of the interviews in the very first hour uh, talks about uh, Project Mockingbird and uh, also... It also talks about um, how this gentleman, his name is Richard Dottie, who yeah. he worked for the government and he would go ahead and he would be the one who would pay the New York Times, who would pay journalists from different big media organizations to report the news that the government wanted to kind of like report. And I heard this in passing because I was a big Alex Jones listener. I still am, but not as you know, not as much as I was before. Um, because I just think if you live a conspiracy life, it's just like everything is questionable and I don't think you're very happy. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, what I'm trying to say is that the same gentleman, Richard Dottie, he said that they would even stage alien abductions. Like they would they would kidnap people and they would go ahead and like kind of mess with them. And, and this was in government facilities and kind of put them back in their life. And then, you know, the person was like, oh, my God, I was abducted by aliens. But and you would ask, like, why? Why would they do that? The whole thing, the whole reason being is and even maybe with this whole thing with disclosure, it's kind of scary because, like I said, I'm going to go into conspiracy ter territory, but it is discussed in this Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind documentary. Like I said, please watch it. It's crazy. Mo, like Mo and I were talking. We may even do another podcast just talking about that documentary. It's crazy. So. But uh the, the, like I said, once again, the powers that be, the shadowy figures, uh, people above the president. It's a thing where, so let's have the public believe that there are aliens, so this can unify us as a world, and then maybe we can put in the one world government, have a one world currency, because it'll be us against the aliens. Yeah. Like uh, so, so like all these little accounts of like, and the government actually like abducting people and like pretending like they're aliens and and like having them in this weird situations and then putting them back into life. And then the person's like, yeah. And then, you know, more and more accounts of this, like kind of like catches steam, catches fire over time. And then like the people really start to believe like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like alien abduction. So uh, I, I think that some of them may have happened maybe, but a lot of them could be fake in terms of alien abductions done by individuals in the government, which is discussed 
in this Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind documentary? That's a long that's, answer. I'm sorry. That's a long no, answer. no, 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 no. That, 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 that's, that's crazy, and it's awesome, and it's totally believable. Um, just kind of, in, and they kind of talk about it. I didn't get into that documentary as much as I could have, but um, basically the government setting up and how they're, especially, in, like you said, in the last 10 years, kind of changing their story a little bit in terms of what they're, kind of what we already knew. I mean, since I want to say the 50, the Area 51, people have known about um, close encounters with different, you know, flying sources and they've seen lights, they've seen this and that and the other. There's hundreds of stories since the 50s, I'm guessing. Maybe even since, you know, a lot time, long time before then. So I think the long time, uh, opinion that was released by the government was that it's all hearsay. There's no proof. They would play down everything. Even like like the pilots, the government officials that were there, they would kind of belittle the stories. They play it down. But I think what you're saying is in the last ten years, and it, it talks about that in the documentary how that story is kind of changing now a little bit. It's more of kind of like fear of what it might actually be. And I think part of the reason is that is because of the technology we have now, obviously the internet, you know, but more than that, just cameras, drones. So, and it's funny that you mentioned how abductions were set up and staged. I could totally believe that. And I even believe that I'm, I'm guessing they may have even gone a step further and done kind of drone type, you like created a UFO type situation with a drone. I mean, how long, I'm, drones I'm guessing have been out for a long time. They're very obvious now. You can go to Walmart and buy one. But how long have we actually had drone technology? I mean, the, how long has the government, I should say, had drone technology? Who knows? I'm guessing 30 years, maybe more. Um, who's to say that they didn't set something up I mean, they've done all kinds of testing, bomb testing to abduction testing or whatever that was, abduction, uh, fake abductions. So what about a fake UFO sighting? I wouldn't be surprised if something was set up just to see. A lot of this stuff is done to see what how people react because I think the government's, when we're going to government, uh, what I'm assuming what I know what they think, but they try and their whole MO is that people can't handle certain news like oh you can't understand you're not gonna be understand it you're gonna be scared there's gonna be mass you know um people going crazy yelling screaming shouting saying it's the end of the world which i don't think is the case and they talk about it in the, in the podcast that we listened to actually um especially the i forget i think it was steve bassett um um he talks about how you're gonna see a lot of like his whole push was He's hoping to see actual, not trials, but like uh, congressional hearings. And how I think it was 1962, I think he said they had a, a one day congressional hearing or something like that because there was kind of mass hysteria um, like going through because people had seen things and people were wanting to know what's going on. So, um, yeah, I think this is all kind of leading up to something that they have to come, they have to change their story by a long winded way of saying things. But, um, no, I didn't. Mo, you know, uh, just piggybacking on your point regarding whether the public can like, well, you know, like they can actually absorb or withstand this information. Of course we can. I mean, we've been prepped with all these sci fi movies and uh, all this uh, sci fi lore and fiction, you know, yeah. all throughout our lives. So I don't think uh, I, I think a disclosure, I think it would just open up our imaginations to like, wow, is this for real? But I do wanted to say or when from what you were saying earlier, I definitely do believe though that UFOs have come here. And yeah. uh, I definitely believe that there is technology that the government has found that uh, possibly has been used within our everyday technology. Like uh, Ryan Sprague was talking about that in Chris Jericho's podcast where, uh, and Chris Jericho as well, he was mentioning how, how fast like within a, a few you know decades, how our technology in some areas has advanced yeah. drastically and how you know like wow we didn't have something at one point and the next we just had it immediately and how possibly potentially he, he was like theorizing that 
some of this technology like cell phones, like a laser, like fiber optics, like some of these technologies have come possibly from alien technology, like yeah. how possibly aliens may have crashed here and you know the government and the Pentagon, like I said, which is they're actually admitting, yeah, we have, a, 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 it's kind of, I always think of like Transformers and Sector 7, like we have like this group of people that investigates UFOs, yes. Yeah. And like, they're only like skimming the surface. Imagine what they are not telling us in the sense of like, uh, oh yeah, we made first contact here. We had a crash landing here. Uh, techn technology was used from this thing. Like I said, we're, we're kind of, we're going more and more uh, on the ledge of like, is this fact or fiction? But, or there's smoke, there's fire, you know? And to think that we haven't made some kind of contact. Like I said, simply watch that Close Encounters documentary and they're making contact, but on a different level. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, he has this CE5 kind of um, method where through meditation, he makes contact with aliens. And because he says like that they travel so fast that they can even travel by the speed of light. So they travel, aliens travel transdimensionally and the way to make contact with them is through a form of meditation. And like I said, I, like I said, Mo, I'm not doing it justice, but I, I really, we have to, we have to circle back to that, like circle back like Jen Sack. No, no, no. In the White House, you know? as we go along. So yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it blew my mind, definitely. And the thing is like, you know, a lot of times we've seen documentaries and ancient aliens and all these talks, and it's always a talking head talking to you. But in this documentary, do they're taking pictures of UFOs? There's video of like the UFOs that like, kind of around them, uh, like with lights and making contact. So it's not like they're just talking, talking, talking. Like they're actually showing you video and pictures. And yeah. to get on your to get on your point regarding the drone technology, drone technology has been here for so long. It really has. But when they show drones so high in the sky or like moving so quickly and like coming in and coming out, could be. But I just don't think it's always that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no. I, I agree with you. I think it's a mixture. And I think that I forget the name of the um, the first. He was an Israeli scientist. Um, oh, Abby, Abby Loeb. And he's actually the one who's publishing the book uh, yes. regarding like something that flew by the earth recently and like yeah, how it yeah. was being pushed by the by the like the energy of the sun or something yeah. like that but yeah i'm sorry continue Mark. no no I, I thought his what the podcast we listened to with him he he was really really interesting because he kind of gave it a very level-headed approach because people kind of it, they kind of say well do you believe in ufos or not do you believe in aliens or not it's not he said it's not really about that he was talking more about like you said we've only had space travel for 50 70 years at most we've had we've been looking at space with telescopes for maybe a little bit longer than that not much long you know very you know few hundred years of even astronomy like real astronomy and so what he was talking about i think they said what the the our solar system was what 13.8 billion years old or something like that which is minuscule compared to uh, we're like a baby solar system compared to everybody else so the way he described it, I thought it kind of rationalized in my head is, let's say we're sending out messages. We're sending out, we're trying to contact anyone, if there's anyone out there, you know. But we've only been doing this for a tiny, tiny fraction of time. And not only that, we don't really have the technology to get very far out there. Um, and these uh, other soul systems can have been around for, you know, hundreds of billions of years. We don't have no idea. And why are we, why is it, anyone even bothering looking? Nobody's probably even looking for us at this point. They don't know we exist. And even if we do, we're kind of like ants. Like what attention would you, I mean, this is my comparison, not his. What attention would you pay to an ant if you were just walking by? You wouldn't. So that's kind of where we are. We're, it's not that um, you can see, like if you disbelieve in UFOs and aliens, which I don't, um, I, it's not that about disbelieving and not disbelieving. It's a, we haven't been around for long enough to for any of this to really even take place. I mean, I mean, so that, I mean that's the short and long of it. I I just don't think there's been enough research, and even the government, in, only in recent years, coming out and saying, okay, yeah, this is a real thing. We actually have had contact. We actually have done this, which you all we all knew. But so this is all very recent. Um, 
So, I mean, and also another point that he made which I thought was really, really cool is that he was talking about space junk or space debris that we're always, they're constantly looking for that. You know, is anything coming? Are there solar waves? And he talked about the way, and I'm not going to do this justice at all. He talked about the way that things move and how you can tell if it's moving, if it's coming really fast, but it's coming in a different direction. That's how you could tell it was space junk or space, whatever, debris from another place. And how, again, we just don't have the technology or we haven't had it to even pick that up. So it may have even passed us by. We just didn't, it was either too small, too fast. We couldn't pick it up. And only recently we're starting to. And so that's kind of what, so go ahead. That, that's kind of what my point there. No, and in the same interview, uh, it was uh, Abby Loeb uh, being interviewed by uh, James Altucher, I think regarding his book, I think it's called Extraterrestrial, and it's a new book, it's out now. And another thing he said, Mo, was um, the reason, like there isn't a, a particular organization, but, uh, or maybe there is, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but but basically, uh, like kind of governments, they want people, uh, or like they want particular places that have telescopes to look out for like yeah. asteroids or big rocks and things like that because that's what made the dinosaurs extinct and it wasn't yeah. even that big of a rock it was a rock or a meteor the size of manhattan yeah. that actually landed and then like it just devastated the dinosaurs not all in one shot but it was the beginning of the end for the dinosaurs yeah. once that thing touched the earth so you know governments want scientists and people who have like large telescopes and, you know, like to kind of look out and see if there's something coming, you know what I mean? Because we want to yeah. know, if, you know, we're going to be SOL, definitely. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But just uh, piggybacking on your point there, Mo, definitely. No, I mean, I, I like the way he put things because he is a scientist. He's in, he's in the, um, he's not on the, I don't know what you would call it, but he's not kind of like an undercover guy in a hut. With no, a he, he's like out. a Harvard professor. He's like a Harvard exactly. professor, yeah. And then he's just oh. curious. He's like, he, he was like, how can, if there's, if, like I said earlier, if there's smoke, there's fire. Like, yeah. even if there is a remote chance of something, like, you should still investigate it because you never know what else can come from that. And that's exactly. what he was saying regarding this thing that he found, that it was like kind of like space junk, but it was really big. And it yeah. just kind of passed by the earth. And it was just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the whole thing of like, where did this come from? How long has this been traveling out there? How long has this been even in our solar system? Does it even come from our solar system? This piece of space debris could have been just traveling for years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, is there something alive on it? You know, so like all these questions that can come even to like lay people like you and I, yeah. you know, like that's fascinating in itself. And in terms of uh, you were saying earlier, now, this is not one of the things that I ask you to watch, Mo, but this is something, like I said, I'm just curious myself. There was this, a PBS documentary, I think, called Nova that was on Prime for a little bit. I don't think it's on there anymore, but they were just kind of like talking about the, the beginnings of our solar system uh -huh. and, uh, you know, like kind of what we've done as human beings as, as, with NASA and maybe like some private companies have done to go ahead and just explore our solar system. And like we've been sending satellites and robots all the way out, like past, like to the very end. I don't know which is the last planet in our solar system, like, but we've it's been sending Pluto. this. It's not Pluto anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know 100%. I don't know 100%, but like we've been sending satellites out there just to kind of like take pictures and like just to kind of like take video and, and like see what's cooking out there. And often we send, like, I, I think they've sent like a record that has like the history of humanity kind of like inside of the record, like a, a vinyl record. Yeah, I think uh, Voyager you know, like, 1 is the one maybe you're talking about. It's, uh, I think Voyager 1, Voyager 2, it says sent out in 77. Yeah, and like, so, uh, you know, and then, you know, the satellites, they eventually, they die. I mean, they, they transmit all the information that they do, and then they die, and then they just flow out into space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, you know, we are, like, throwing our little, like, bit of information out there, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like this is Earth. We're humans. And you're right. Like, we still, as human beings, are a very young uh, species, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah. Who's to know? Hey, what's up, Yellow Brick Road reselling? Definitely. Oh, was it? I mean, it just shows you what I knew. Is Pluto <laughs> reclassified as a planet? <laughs> we, as a species, are very young. And, you know, 
there's still so much for us to kind of do and still so much for us to kind of uh, evolve. And like I said, Mo, you and I are laymen. So imagine like uh, people much smarter than us. And maybe yes. this as well gets into conspiracy theories could think that the next evolution of human beings could be like us combining with robots and maybe us like kind of going further and faster and who knows, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm reading actually Pluto just looked over. See, the world introduced dwarf planets in 2006. So Pluto was stripped of its planet status and reclassified as a dwarf planet, along with I Iris, or so Eris and Ceres. So, yeah, there you go. Hi, guys, shameless plug section here. We'd love to have you join our reselling group called the Reseller Niche Help Group on Facebook. A lot of great resellers there. Also, if it's possible, if you could leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, you can find these podcasts in video form on YouTube. We'd love to have you join us there so you can see some of the products we go through and then see some of the people we're interviewing. And if you could possibly subscribe, that would be the kicker. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, as far, I mean, no, it is. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that I, going back to, um, oh my goodness, I just blanked on his name again. But um, James Altucher, Avi Loeb? Yes, Avi Loeb. Avi's, his, his approach was good because he even said he wrote a, uh, dis uh, a dissertation on, and he debunked somebody else's theory about, um, I forget what it was, but it was a, um, I guess it was a UFO sighting that happened, and, or is it a drone? And he thought it was actually a drone sighting. So it's not like he's a kind of a super gung ho. You know, everything is a UFO. Everything is an alien. He actually thought that you know I'm going to take this. And I'm going to look at it at a scientific level. What's the evidence behind it? What are the facts behind it? What do we see? And he was going into how you know uh, way over my head, but in terms of how actually things move in space and the directions and the speed and all that's how you can tell this is real this is not this is how you can tell if it's coming from earth or if it's coming from some other place going past earth which is ideally what they'd want to look for it's uh, wild it's wild and i also wanted to just uh, go ahead on that same line mo um how there is still things within our own solar system that we have not discovered this is discussed on uh Chris Jericho podcast when he was interviewing Ryan Sprague, how he, and they just kind of mentioned this in passing, how in 2020, uh, there was a, there was a news story that came out regarding possible life on Venus. And, uh, I'm going to read a quick little Google search that I did in terms of and anyone can Google this. I Googled life on Venus 2020. And this is a small blip uh, from Wikipedia. Uh, in January, 2020 astronomers reported that uh, evidence that suggests Venus is currently within 2.5 million years from present, volcanically active, and the residue from such activity may be a potential source of nutrients for possible microorganisms in the Venusian atmosphere. So I, there's still stuff even within our own backyard that we have not gone ahead and like completely figured out like i said due to our limitations but i mean we figured out so much and there's so many intelligent people on this planet to figure out like the history like i said of our solar system which is covered in that nova pbs documentary you might be able to find it in one of the streaming services but it talks about how the planets collided and uh, it, it's wild definitely absolutely and i'm actually what i did i just did a quick google search of the most famous and this is on a history channel, Chief. Five most credible modern UFO sightings. And a lot of them are pretty recent, actually, like 2001, the lights above the New Jersey Turnpike. Wow. 
And yeah, and it says a lot of motors stopped along the roadway. And so I guess this is the type of thing we talked about since it's 2001, rel relatively recent. Was that a UFO? I mean, I guess a skeptic would say, well, that could be something else. That could be a drone. These are actually lights as opposed to uh, an object flying. So, and then it says right here, air traffic controllers initially denied that any airplanes or military jets or space flights could have caused the mysterious lights. Of course they are. Yeah. Of course they're going to deny it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But it also it goes on to say, but a group known as the New York Strange Phenomena Investigators, the NY-SPI, claimed to receive FAA radar data that co uh, corroborated the UFO sightings. So supposedly they got federal data that said, yes, this was a UFO sighting from that night. So and Mo, that's a perfect that's a perfect segue, Mo, to yes. uh, something that was also discussed on the Chris Jericho podcast, and that being uh, MUFON. MUFON, a group of just individuals who will go ahead and investigate uh, like UFO sightings. Uh, you go to their website, which is MUFON.com, and uh, just kind of uh, reading what they're about here. Let's see here. And then their mission statement is who we are. In this section, you will find everything. No, that's not it. Uh, their mission statement is, uh, number one, investigate UFO sightings and collect data in the MUFON database for use by researchers worldwide. Two, promote research of, on UFOs to discover the true nature of the phenomenon with an eye towards scientific breakthroughs and improving life on our planet. And three, educate the public on the UFO phenomenon on and its potential impact on society. To tell you that the next uh, potential big wave of information I mean, not scientific, but just kind of layman kind of information or even uh, the next space travel could be done privately by individuals. Like we see what Elon Musk is doing at SpaceX and then also with a group like MUFON or even the group that you mentioned, just like yeah. individuals who are like getting together and like going ahead and are, are like Dr. Stephen Greer's like CE5 groups where he has like kind of like chapters all over the world, which you'll see in that documentary. Um, yeah individuals taking it in upon themselves to go ahead and dig in deeper into UFO uh, information, digging deeper into speaking with people that have been around these circles. That is many, many people and, yeah. uh, and kind of taking it upon themselves to go ahead and bring this information out into the public. And also, um, this was discussed, like I said, I, I'm sorry I keep going back to this documentary. It's like, it was fascinating. I really recommend everyone to go ahead and see it. Uh, once again, it's Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, and that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, also how sometimes this information has led people to like lose their livelihoods in the past, like people yeah. maybe in the military, people like uh, in the police force, like kind of like talking about this, lose their livelihoods, uh, commit suicide, uh, get divorced, because they like they go on like this actually happened to me you know please believe me and then people just they turn their backs on them you know what I'm saying so I, I don't think it it's such it's so bad nowadays in the sense of like if you or I are talking about it we're not worried like about our livelihood like people are gonna like leave us and stuff like that because I think this has become a much more regular uh, thing to talk about you know what I'm saying but yeah, yeah people have been ostracized in the past and have lost a lot just coming out in public and saying, yeah, you know, like UFOs and I was abducted and I made contact. Yeah. No, I think a couple of things from what you just said. Number one, nobody had the capacity monetarily or, you know, to do things that like Elon Musk is doing right now, Richard Branson are doing right now. So um, I think that's part of it. So it's kind of not necessarily that the government's like, okay, today, you know, in 2020, we're going to, give out all this information we planned on doing that, you know, no, I think it's more forced upon them. It's generally how things work, you know, with the government anyway, it's kind of like they're backed into a wall. So with people like Elon Musk and who knows, maybe he is going to be super secretive about everything he finds out. I'm sure that they are finding out stuff that people don't know. I mean, you're sending, you know, aircraft, you're sending cars in the space at this point. <laughs> so, uh, and there's going to be more. I mean, other countries, I mean, I don't think, I mean, you're talking about China, India, uh, half of Europe, 
um, going into space now. So that's part of it. And also just basic technology. I mean, the average cell phone, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, it's not a telescope, but we can record things. Like uh, Abby was saying, uh, he was saying that the difference between now and, you know, he was, I mean, he compared it with religion. He compared it with like any skeptic talking about anything that may have happened, you know, a thousand years ago. The fact that you have a cell phone with a camera, you can record a video and then, you know, you can put it online within a couple seconds and millions of people could view it. I think that's kind of what put, is pushing this forward too. There's only so much you can hide. And I wouldn't be, I mean, I, I'd be interested to know how many times a place like Area 51 has to kind of, um, I mean, I'm assuming it's a no uh, fly zone over there, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if people try with drones and that kind of thing or long, you know, telescopes or whatever, you know, long range cameras or whatever. Um, I'd be interested to know if anyone's ever, I mean, there is footage of Area 51. I'm not sure how much of it is actual, actually real. But how many other Area 51? We know of Area 51. It's kind of like the, you know, the go-to place. How many other places that we've never heard of on this planet exist? You know? I yes, that exist that have like very high uh, UFO kind of contact, UFO sightings and stuff like that. There are yeah. other places on this planet. I'm sure of it, definitely. Uh, they talk about it in, in that Chris Jericho, Ryan Sprague docu um, podcast uh he, he talked about a few areas where like there was like this consistent UFO activity and it just kind of like you go often and like, you know, within a period of time, like you will see something kind of, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or experience something. So there are definitely uh, UFO hotspots, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just reading through this right now. And I, I mean, that same list, all of these sightings are within the last like five, 10, 15 years. And supposedly, like, multiple dozens of people, all of them corroborated with, like, you know, the FAA admits to it or the government admits to it, like, uh, like two FA-18F jet, uh, 18F fighter jets. What's it say? The USS Nimitz encounter, 2004. So, I mean, all of this stuff is happening. And I'm not talking about, like, grainy little pictures. We're talking about, like, high definition video here yeah. um, no, like you said like no like you said like because of our technology like we can record things better now you know what i'm saying we could document things better on the fly so yeah. we have these cameras we have like you said drones we have our phones oh yeah like i'm getting this right now absolutely absolutely and then i i actually think that um the government in a sense is kind of backpedaling a little bit I, they usually are but in terms of people with the, the amount of, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's organizations that we haven't heard of that are working on things. I mean, in terms of trying to get out and, I mean, someone like Elon Musk, I think what's changing actually with him is he's turning from something that he obviously wants to go into space. He wants to explore and that's great. Obviously the, but there's a, it's a capitalism part of it too. He wants to make money from this obviously too. And I'm sure the, the government's not naive. They know that other people are gonna, they're gonna skip over the government and go with Elon Musk. And I don't know what he's offering, going into space for an hour or orbiting the earth or whatever it is. Is it Elon Musk or Richard Branson? That's the both of, they both have separate companies. So Elon Musk is uh, SpaceX, Richard Branson was um, Virgin something other. I'm sure it's Virgin X or Virgin Space or something like that. And supposedly they both are saying that within, I don't know what the time frame is, you're going to be able to go into space within like five years. And I don't know if it's an orbit or if going all the way to the moon. And supposedly I heard uh, with Elon Musk now that he's the richest person in the world, he's said that, I don't know if all of it or half of his money is going to be toward, go towards funding um, Mars. And we see it in the chat here, uh, Mars developments. So Which like is exciting, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, like I said, they would have. Like I, I really believe that. Uh, like I've, I've said in the very top of this uh, podcast, of uh, the very top of this video, that we have either made some contact or we have come upon alien technology, 
And I just think all these movies and all these TV shows and everything, it's just honestly predictive programming or just admitting that like, yeah, we have already. And, you know, we haven't maybe fully wrapped our brains around it, but we have actually made some contact with some kind of alien life form, some kind of alien technology. And, you know, we're going to drip feed it to you. But we, you know, we are going to slowly disclose this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really do believe that. See, I mean, it just popped up in the chat again, Yellow Brick Resale. Did you hear that Jeff Bezos is going to work on a space program also? I just looked it up, Amazon Space Program, something called Blue Origin, LLC. American privately funded aerospace manufacturer and suborbital space flight services. Founded in 2000 uh, by Bezos and somebody called Bob Smith is the CEO. And they aim to make access to space cheaper and more reliable through reusable launch vehicles. Dude, I'm not against private companies doing this because if, if NASA hasn't been making no kind of like they have, but supposedly like they just have not been getting a lot of funding over yeah. the decades. So like if it's up to private companies and, uh, you know, to go ahead and make something happen in terms of space travel or space uh, capitalism, you know, space exploration, I'm not against that because that means more jobs for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, the more areas that we can get into for that, we can have more work and we can push uh, humanity forward, uh, even like I said, business wise and everything. Absolutely, dude. You know what I'm saying? Let's go oh, ahead absolutely. and make some reselling on the moon, bro. Everything, you know, I think. Yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> it's funny you say reselling on the moon piece. You can all you can, you know, you've seen those things as ads where buy a star, name a star after yourself, that kind of thing. Um you can do that. And I'm nearly 100% positive the whole reason NASA fell apart is because, one, obviously, it's ridiculously expensive. You have to monetize it somehow. So these companies say, well, why should we give you money when we can do it ourselves? And then there is a glint of hope that, you know, people are going to you know, want to go. And I'm definitely now that I mean, I'm sure people are going to line up to go into space. I mean, and those guys, checkbooks, I mean, dude, in the beginning, it's going to be super expensive, but then over time, it's going to be dirt cheap and people are going to be able to go to, you know, like do uh, like a little tour around the planet. And, you know, it'll be like, you know, you're taking a little like a uh, like a little ship that you take across the river to go from one city to another kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, I don't know if we'll see that in our lifetimes, but maybe when we're very old, very gray and very dusty. Then uh, well, they'll actually. I mean, I, I, I kind of believe, along with you know, Yellow Brick Road reselling here, that we're not going to see it in our lifetimes. Um, but according to Elon Musk, 2026, he is highly confident SpaceX will land humans on Mars in 2026. Um, That'd be I, fascinating. That'd be fascinating. And he said that last year in December, actually. I. Ferry, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we were to ferry uh, on a, a spaceship, like in orbit, kind of just like around the planet or go to the moon. And it's like, yeah, let's go chill on the moon for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a Staten Island ferry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I just think it's hilarious. He said, if we get lucky, maybe four years. I mean, I mean, I think he's a little optimistic. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a rich guy. Five years is, I think, pushing it. I, that, I mean, more power to him. I mean, the fact that I, did, I, I watched his, uh, what do you call it? It wasn't space landings, but those um, uh, self landing rockets. Self landing rockets. It's incredible. It's so creepy. It's creepy. It's amazing. At the same time, it's crazy. It's amazing. Three rockets, all within. I don't know. Not how couple hundred yards of each other going up and coming back and self-landing amazing i mean nasa i mean i i mean we've heard the you know we've all heard about like uh apollo and then um the worst one uh, i mean when i was a kid uh what do you call it uh oh my goodness i'm blanking on the the one with there was a teacher on board um challenger I think challenger, it was challenger yeah challenger challenger like 
tragedy, right? Because yeah, did you watch that when you? Because I heard that. I mean, I was in England then, so the timing was off. But um, oh yeah, dude, like I was in school, like I I was in like a public school. Like, right? Yeah, I, I was in public school, like from grades. Like I, I I don't know what grade. I think it happened for me in the fifth or fifth grade. I think, but yeah. like it was very sad. You know what I mean? I mean, they have the the, the Netflix documentary. I didn't watch it, but they have the Netflix documentary that kind of goes into it. But what I wanted to compare, Mo, was uh, sure. like, you know, you were talking about how the SpaceX, uh, the, the the rockets, they will land themselves. It's, it's like, I got the same impression uh, when I would watch, like, if you go onto YouTube, you uh, look for Boston Dynamics and their robots. Like, they have a robot dog and they have, like, this robot, like, horse. It looks like, it's crazy. Like, you can knock them over and they'll just, like, stand back up. It's just a kind of, like, Wow, we're going into this uncanny valley of like what we would read and watch like in cartoons and comic books and in movies like happening in reality. You know what I'm saying? Like these self-landing rockets, these robots. That it's the Star are- Trek effect. I mean, exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, you know? Oh, hey, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer Hayes, absolutely. Smash the like button. Don't hit it. Smash it and destroy Smash it. it. I mean, just destroy hit it. it every five seconds. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh but Mo, I mean, we can, like I said, I want to re, I want to like just wrapping up. I, I do want us to circle back, and uh, definitely, like I said, let's come back and let's go ahead and talk about that uh, close encounters of the fifth kind documentary, yes. and uh, you know, and go through that together because, like I said, that's like a big piece of steak, and there's a lot to go through in there. Definitely, you know we're gonna I mean? yeah, we're gonna come back in a few weeks, and we're, I'm gonna to be honest, I'm gonna go back and watch it right when I'm done with this. Boom. So, yeah, so that's going to get, because, I mean, check it out. Uh, don't take it from us. Go watch it. It's on Prime right now. If you have Prime. Please, yeah. Uh, yeah, watch it, and then let's, let's all talk about it. Like, please come back. We're always here, like, at 1, p- at 1 p.m. my time, 10 a.m. most time, and uh, on a Tuesday, and people watch it, and let's come back, and let's have a conversation, because this is going to blow your mind, if you yeah. haven't seen it already, definitely. And yeah. it's it's newer. It's not, like, made in, like, 1991 or something. So It came out last year, dude. It came yeah. out in 2020. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. like, recent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So before we go, though, because I'll th- we'll put a button in it now, since we've got so much to talk about. Let everyone know, again, where they can find you and any upcoming episodes you got, maybe. Of course. But, Mo, I just, uh, once again wanted to uh, talk about our episode from last week, which is completely unrelated to what we're talking about. But I was just very proud of that episode. I I felt really, really good about that episode. And if folks haven't checked it out, you can find that on all major uh, podcast places, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Mo and I talked about what advice will we have for our 15-year-old selves? Because I just think it's great life advice. I think it's great advice for young people. I don't know if there's young people that listen to us, but please like check that out because I definitely think there was such great information in there and definitely uh, on YouTube, uh, such great information in there. Just like life advice, you know what I'm saying? But Mo, once again, thank you for having me on. My name is Paul V. Perez. Name of the podcast is Improve and Have Fun. You can find it at improveandhavefun.com. Uh, still working on my last episode where I had talked about my biggest takeaways from Dr. Dean Ornish's book, Undo It. Very much if you're into a vegan lifestyle, I would recommend this episode. And also, I have a, a little mixtape if you like some tunes with your uh, education, definitely. And uh, once again, you can find that at improveandhavefun.com. Right now, I am actually going to be uploading a video maybe in the next five to ten minutes uh, regarding what I was talking about. And I have a whole write-up there regarding the podcast. So, yes, thank you so much, Mo, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. And if you want to check me out, where well, you're already on my YouTube channel. Uh, Reseller Niche Podcast. You go. And any place where you find, you know, Spotify, Apple, wherever it's good. And then, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I was about to say something else. So I'm going to save it for the next episode um, when we discuss the documentary. But uh, we've got a little Facebook group, Reseller Niche Help Group on Facebook. But until the next one, I can go on forever on this topic, but I won't. Have a great Taco Tuesday. Boom. Peace.